The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You are tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. Welcome to Mother's Planet, a show where there is always something to talk about in a beneficial and positive way. I'm your host, Neelam, and today's show is jam-packed with lots of food for thought. Um, firstly, listeners, let me start with the weather. Um, if I could stream with excitement, I would right now. Alhamdulillah, um, we are finally blessed with some sunny days, and it's been really great because um dare i say it it's not too hot so it's quite nice we've had um the sun coming through and there's been that breeze and it's not too hot where it's a bit overwhelmingly hot for us so we're coping so i i can safely say i think spring has finally arrived um it's been um naturally my joy with the sunshine is getting the washing done um and it's uh, all out and being line dried and gardening uh, i like to talk about my garden and uh, how i try to attempt it but alhamdulillah both have been successful for me this week um i did manage to uh, get out in the garden and uh, find my garden may, may, if i say it the grass had just overgrown and i had got my lawnmower out and just gave it a good trim and it looks nice. And actually, the kids were so happy when they came back from school because they actually enjoyed playing in the garden. And it was nice because I'd cleaned inside the house. And with them being outside and playing, it meant the inside stayed clean. So um, all for these sunny days, uh, because the inside of my house stays fine. I don't mind how they get on in the garden. So, yes, um, I have found my garden again, and I'm hoping to uh, go garden shopping this weekend um, to get some plants and uh, pots for uh, pot them in my uh, plant pots um, just to bring some colour into my garden. Um, I'm not very good with naming flowers. I just like the look of them. If they look pretty and they've got nice colours, um, they'll do. I, I don't know... Um, different types of flowers I need to educate myself I don't know which ones are the ones that will just keep growing and keep going or grow in abundance or need less um, water I just uh, plant them and uh, water them and hope for the best Uh, yes so colors appeal to me and uh, yeah I have no idea about plant names but listeners if you are a garden expert and you know about plants and which ones are good um give give me a shout let me know this morning which ones are the best ones to invest in to make my garden look good um my husband doesn't like it when i invest in flowers in the garden because it does attract bees and uh where I plant them is near my patio. And so um, if a window's open, they'll work their way into the house. So he's not too keen on me getting flowers that will attract flies. Um, So let me know if there's any that I can get that don't attract flies or any that would be um, not requiring that much work because I I only go for colours. I know very little about flowers. Now, um, we have also had, um, how has the week been for you listeners? Because we have had GCSE and A-level start across the country. So many students have unfortunately been unable to enjoy the sun that we have had because they've just been stuck in their room revising and going in and sitting exams and then coming home and doing the same routine again. Um, I know that my eldest is uh, sitting her GCSE exams and alhamdulillah, she's handled them well. I've had my, um, I think I've had more meltdown moments than she has. Um, But her being the first, um, it's just reliving my own childhood and all the things that I didn't do, I'm trying to make her do. So I think I need to ease off her a little bit. Um, uh, And uh, yeah, I've been doing exam papers in my dreams. I've been picking up results in my dreams. So uh, yeah, I I need to take some breathing techniques. Um, We had a nice breakaway last weekend. Uh, where we went to Lyon in France and met some lovely sisters, alhamdulillah. And uh, yeah, I think I think I've come back karma um, and um, I'm not so stressed about her exams. So I think we both needed that break 
where we were switched off from the exams and the pressure. So alhamdulillah, I, uh, she has been doing well and she's handled them very well as well. And I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants all the children that are sitting their exams uh, this time round success, inshallah, ameen. Uh, so listeners, we are live on air reaching out to all our listeners in Luton and surrounding areas through the airwaves at Inspire FM 105.1 FM. Listeners can also connect through TuneIn via the Inspire FM webpage. Uh, you can also connect... Um, through uh, the Inspire FM app on your smartphones. Uh, so you can listen back to the show or you can listen live to the show. Uh, so you actually got no excuse to uh, miss the show. Inshallah, I hope we are live uh, also as an audio on the Inspire FM Facebook page where you must give me a thumbs up um, to say that you've tuned in and listened into the show, Inshallah. And um, also leave any comments that you have around today's topic. As always, I am taking in um, WhatsApp messages or text messages on the studio number 0779481822. Share with me how your week's been, um, what you've been doing in the sunshine, how what have you done? My production has been uh, getting washing done and uh, ha- trying to hack away a little bit of gardening. Um, what have you guys been up to? How's the week been for you? Do you have children sitting A-levels or GCSEs? Mums reaching out to you? How are you finding it? Are you... Are you stressed? Let me know. Give me a shout out this morning. Let me know how you are all feeling and what your coping techniques are. Now, I did want to share some quick hot tips on exams and revising this morning uh, because I know this is something that's going to be ongoing over the next few few weeks and um, lots of us are going to um, be finding it quite stressful. And um, it's early days at the moment because I think they only just started this week. I know that my daughter's only just started on Monday. So um, uh, it's early days. Uh, And then they have that one week of um, break. Uh, I've just received a text from Um Talha. Assalamu alaikum, sister. Wa alaikum salam. Uh, thank you for tuning in this morning. Uh, I've just been asking listeners to share um, how their week's been and what they have done in the sunshine. Have you got up to any gardening? Um, or are you like me when you see a bit of sunshine? It's let's get the washing out. Um, I do think I need to do a bit more with just the sunshine. Um, but yeah, it's nice to always see clothes being line dried and not in the dryer. So I do like doing that. Uh, So, yes, how's your week been? What have you been up to? Um, I know we've got one more week and then we've got half term. And it's strange, but I I really feel like we need this half term already because um, it's been quite a long term. Um, uh, Even though we've had all these bank holidays, I still feel that it's been um, quite a long term and it's dragged on. So I think especially for the GCSE and A-level students, that one week half term break will be quite nice for them to just take that time out. Now, I did want to share some hot tips. Um, uh, Yes, so I've had a a message come through. Uh, Let me share this with you guys. Um, The grass in my garden is coming up to my knees, so I think a cut is due, but I just can't myself... Can't get myself around to doing it. And I think that's Brother Tarek himself confessing that the garden is really bad and he's being lazy. So, Brother Tarek, come on. It was actually me that took out the lawnmower and did it. I did um, pester my husband to do it. And it was one of those things that he said, yep, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. And he never did. And then he went into the office one day and came back to the grass all cut. So, yes, uh, you need to just do it. You can't have, you can't procrastinate on these things. You need to do it. And you'll feel so good. You'll actually feel like being in the garden a lot more as well. Um, So do do it. Um, It's one of those things you do. Now, I have got some hot tips that I wanted to share on exams and revising. They're just a few short, simple tips, um, what we can help and encourage our children to embrace over the next few weeks um, while they're doing their exams. Now, my first top uh, tip is don't 
panic. Uh, I think that was um, a piece of advice that I gave myself first um, because I think I was panicking more than my daughter was. Um, her school has really trained them up for exams. Um, I think in this year, for year 11, they've had several exams um, where they've been under exam conditions. So them going into the real exam, she just feels like it's a mock exam. She's not... Um, overly stressed about it. I think because the school has trained them so well, alhamdulillah, that she's not feeling like these are really big exams and it's really stressful. But they're not big exams. In in these exams are not the be all and end all. And I think we need to really remind this generation of children this. The number of children I've heard say that they are stressed, they can't sleep, they're not eating properly it's not it's not worth it in the grand scheme of things these things are not worth it many many successful people have made it big um despite having no grades at school um and so education is an ongoing process you will always be educating yourself you will always be learning something even at my age i'm still learning i'm still um finding out new skills developing in different areas so education is a lifelong thing it's something that we will never let go of and um, we shouldn't allow our children to feel that they need to put pure emphasis on this and um, and, and leave it as that so um, yes the first thing is to not panic uh, the second one is um, uh, finding a balance um, there is a message that's come through from uh, Sister Nasima. I'm just going to try and get the team to try and upload that message for me so I can see that um, uh, so Asalaamu uh, Alaikum, uh, Sister Nasima. Thank you for sh uh, tuning in this morning. Asalaamu uh, Alaikum, Neelam. I hope you are well, inshallah. We've had SATs and now uni exams. Oh, wow, I'm feeling for you. And then at the end of year exams, yes, coming. Uh, my three are at different stages. It feels like it just doesn't seem to get easier and you really feel for them, especially when one of them is living away. Oh, lots and lots of the was requested, please. Jazakallah khair. Yes, uh, I, I feel for you, Nasima. I, I have no idea what I'm going to be like when my daughter's at university and she has exams to do. Um, so, yes, I, I feel for you as a mum. It's easy at the moment because um, she's in my house, so I can keep checking in on her, feeding her, and it's quite difficult when they do live away. So uh, may Allah subhanahu ta'ala bless your child and grant uh, him or her success in their university exams. And yes, she agrees there's too much pressure these days, and it's a long learning process. Absolutely. Um, there was a headline that I... Um, stumbled across on the BBC website where it said that the SATs exams this year, given that the kind of years that we've been having post-pandemic, were one of the hardest exams the children had to face. And even some of the teachers at the end of the exam were really stumbled with some of the questions. So, uh, you know, I do think it was unnecessary, that kind of pressure. And I'm not in favour of SATs, especially the end of key stage two, uh, one SATs, um, where they're at year two um, and they have to sit those exams. I, I think they should scrap them. It's unnecessary pressure on children. And um, I do agree with you. But I think as parents, we can probably encourage them and um, make these positive and just, you you know, say to them, you're doing your best, you you do what you can and the rest we leave in the hands of Allah SWT and Allah will take care of the rest. And I think it's standing affirm on those grounds as well that you, there's only so much we can do. Uh, you will never be able to perfect it. So whatever you can do, you do and the rest, you know, trust in Allah. Um, the next one was finding a balance. There is time to study and then there is family time. Yes, make sure you are doing both, as well as having the time to study and taking that time out to uh, uh, revise. Make sure you are having those important conversations with family members or your siblings or your friends, just to offload your thoughts and feelings. You know, don't keep them locked up. Just offload and, you know, that's what mummies and daddies are there for. We are there for you to just offload your thoughts and feelings. And it's quite nice to just come down and have a chat with your siblings about something totally different where you're not thinking about work. So do find that balance. The next point is be realistic. Now create a realistic revision plan. I think I came across um, 
a YouTuber where he was telling students that over the weekend before the Monday that's just gone, they need to do at least 10 hours of revision. And I was flabbergasted at something being, you know, advocated. I could not believe that he was sharing this kind of information with young children and telling them to to, to study for that many hours and do as much as they can cram in over the weekend before the exams. This is unnecessary. Be realistic with yourselves. Be realistic with the type of revision that you're doing. And um, one of the best um, uh, things that I can recommend here, which was actually uh, told to me by my one of my teacher, uh, one of my daughter's teachers, get it right. Um, she said to me, brain dumping. And brain dumping is literally getting an A3 paper or an A4 paper and just Jotting down everything that you know, factual things that you know about that subject and um, anywhere that you're finding any difficulties, go back, go and revise on that area or go and study that topic again or go and recap on areas of that topic. This really works well with topics like science, where some of the things are factual Um, uh, uh, with English, where you've got um, literature and you know the kinds of topics that are going to come up, especially if you've got. Um, Macbeth and a poem or something that's going to come up uh, you can look at that and uh, it also works really well with history and geography where you know you are recalling dates or um, any factual information so brain dumping is one of the best things you can do and it's and it's really good for you to offload what you know about that topic rather than going back and looking at your notes and yes of course um as much uh, past paper practice that you can do is one of the best because questions are repeated, questions are asked in the same, it's the same question asked in a different way. So, you know, if you have practiced it really well, you'll be able to identify that and do that as well. And the last one and the most important one to me is practice self-care. Remember, you need to be in top form physically and mentally. Your physical and mental well-being is absolutely paramount. And so you need to be making sure you're getting enough sleep, uh, you're eating well. um, And eating well, it's really easy to just grab, you know, snacky things and binge on these things while you're eating. But actually try and make nutritious choices. Nuts are very good. Um, Lots of things with fiber um, fruit, always big fan of fruit, salads, all these things that will just give you that much to keep you going. And small exercises to help um, boost your energy levels and improve your focus and reduce anxiety. So make sure you are also drinking lots and lots of water. So keeping yourself hydrated is one of those um, important factors as well. So they're my short uh, four points that I wanted to just share to those that are sitting A-level and GCSE exams across the country. Um, I hope those um, pieces of advice there are beneficial and helpful. Uh, so in today's uh, show, the main topic is quite a tricky one, but um, there's been a lot of talk around this and I felt that it needed to be addressed. And uh, I, I'm, inshallah, going to try my best to try and um, help us parents cover this area it is the rise in children accessing explicit content and images so i wanted to start uh, the show off with a headline that's taken off from the bbc uh, news the behavior of children as young as eight years old is being affected by the viewing of pornography and this is said by the children's commissioner for england dame rachel d'souza She's concerned that how young children are that are being able to access um, these explicit content and images. And um, it's true because the access to these inappropriate images and contents is actually now becoming a growing concern. And many parents are sometimes none the wiser, um, you know, are not aware that their children have accessed something that's inappropriate or have the freedom to access something that could lead to something inappropriate. So as technology is becoming more and more used and accessible, children are increasingly becoming exposed to this explicit content, um, especially things that are uh, online. Um, We are moving, fast-moving technology where everything now is 
uh, online. Uh, most of their homework's done online. Their lessons are done online. Uh, so yes, they have a computer in front of them, and they have access to the big, scary world wide web. Um, so children accessing pornography can have actual, real, terrible negative effects on their spiritual, emotional, and psychological well-being. And so as parents, it's our responsibility to safeguard them um, and nurture them. And especially um, as Muslim parents, you know, I think it's really important that we instill Islamic values and morals into them from an early age. Um, you know, our faith teaches us the protection of one's modesty, both inwardly and outwardly. And this is something we should be reminding our children from day dot so that they understand the concept of modesty. Um, and, and this is inwardly and outwardly. So how we behave and how we, you know, come across physically um, as well. So uh, with the increasing accessibility of explicit content, it's therefore crucial as parents, we address this um, proactively and uh, guide our children towards a healthy understanding of sexuality within a framework of islamic teachings now it's really important that we try our best to um and teach our children and educate our children but you know we are living in a fast moving technological world where it's not just our children we need to educate ourselves you know there's so many things now that are happening that didn't happen when we were growing up um and you know pornography and explicit content has always been there but the access to it and the vast majority of how uh, available it is and the platforms that it's available on is incredible now because it's just spreading so fast and it's on areas and in in aspects that you would think how could they even do this so we have to be really careful that you know what we are allowing our children to access so the question we ask ourselves is Firstly and foremostly, why are children accessing um, this kind of content um, at such a young age? There's no right or right, wrong answer on this, but there's several factors that we can say are contrib contributing to this concern. And one of the ones that I have mentioned is the the widespread availability of the Internet, um, you know, how everything is available on the Internet now and we are using uh, if we, we if we don't understand something, let's go to the internet, let's find it out. And you have to be really careful what you type in and how you're finding it out because you don't know what's going to pop up. Um, you know, we have smartphones, tablets, computers, and these are all readily available for our children to access. You know, we've got laptops lying around. We've got our phones lying around. My children know my password to my phone. They can easily pick up things and just, you know, oh, I need to search this. I need to look for this. And sadly, they can accidentally stumble upon explicit content while browsing the Internet or, you know, looking uh, at something that's genuine, but through unrequested pop-up or adverts, something in appropriate may pop up so it's really important that we are um addressing this so how can we as parents um address this concern and protect our children now i hope to unveil some of this um and uh share some steps that we can take as parents um throughout this show if there is anything that you would like to share around this topic with me this morning please do message into the studio i am taking in whatsapp or text messages on the studio number 0779 i'd love to hear your views and thoughts on um children accessing uh, explicit content what's your thoughts i mean young children are being able to access this how how do you feel about this are there measures that you have taken in place? Are there things that you've taught your children so that they know what's wrong or right? Uh, do share your thoughts with me um, this morning. Um, I'm going to share a few um, steps of guidance that we can take um, to help our children. And this will be looking at it from um, our faith, from an Islamic perspective as well, how we can try and instill some of our morals and values into the children, um, but also how generally we can um, do take steps and measures in the house um, and uh, 
in, in our general practice with raising our children of how we can protect them as well. So my main advice to parents first will be to um, the steps that I am suggesting and the guidance is is things that I've researched and compiled myself. It's not the be all and end all. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of different things that parents have tried and are trying and doing. And I'd love to hear them this morning if anyone's tuned in this morning and has any different thoughts on this. Um, I'd love to take those thoughts in. Um, but my first uh, and main advice to parents would be to start conversations early with our children, um, especially when it comes to exposing uh, their bodies. Make them aware of what is wrong and right um, and the preservation of modesty from a young age. Um, if they know that dressing inappropriately or wearing things inappropriately can cause the wrong attention from an early age, then they have that instilled in their mind. Now, listeners, we are actually heading over to a short commercial break, uh, believe it or not. So, inshallah, after the break, I will um, go through, address these points um, that I have compiled together, um, inshallah, to help um address the concern of children accessing explicit content. But for now, Reef, I've got my um, hot cup of peppermint tea with me this morning. You go refill your hot drink or cold drink and join me after a short commercial break. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You are tuned into uh, Mother's Planet. Welcome back. This morning I have been talking about um, how to uh, relax and uh, be uh, calm during the exam period. And uh, the main topic of the show has actually been in the rise in children accessing explicit content and images um, online. Now, um, it's, it's a raising concern. It's something that's... Um, happening to children as young as eight which is where the concern is becoming that younger and younger children are able to access these information now i wanted to share some uh, tips with parents how they can address this concern and protect their children as well now first um i will be um sharing it from an islamic perspective and also how we can generally help our children stay safe online and offline as well so firstly i wanted to say the first point is to begin with islamic education is to teach your child about the principles of modesty and uh, the importance of guard um, guarding this in line with our faith faith and practice. Remind them of their aura and the parts of the body we must cover. Now, earlier in the, before the break, I said that my first and main advice to parents is to start conversations early with children. And especially when it comes to um, the way they dress. So if we address this from an early age um, of, about the appropriateness of how they clothe themselves um, and we make them understand that it's not just how they physically look, but it's it's also from the inside. So what's coming from the inside and what's coming from the outside. So you've got to think pure and you've got to dress pure. And, and it's a very hard concept for young children to uh, grasp, but it's all about modesty. And, um, and I think it's that where we need to just emphasize modesty and, you know, um, dressing appropriately and uh, looking at things that are dressed appropriately as well. Um, and reminding them of what the aura is. Uh, so by knowing that this is a must, and if this is not covered, then this is sinful. You know, it's wrong. Um, the second one is um, establish open communication. Yes, uh, communication is important. Have a open and non-judgmental environment where they can feel comfortable in asking questions and discussing sensitive topics. We as parents need to just create that environment. I know it's very hard because sometimes when your child comes and tells you something, uh, our instinct is to react. But I think we need to just step back and let them speak and react in our own space, not where they're witnessing it react in our own space and but for them let them have that um 
space where they can talk open. Um, and it's important that we have these discussions with our children and we make them understand what's the difference between appropriate and inappropriate content. You would be shocked as to how many children um, do not um, know the difference between what's acceptable and what's not acceptable, what's appropriate and what's inappropriate. So it's educating them and making them aware of this um, as well. So I have had another message come through. Uh, I will get the team to just point that one out to me and inshallah I'll be able to respond to that question shortly. Um, here we go. Assalamualaikum and... Uh, uh, Assalamu alaikum. Uh, I've just received a message uh, saying Assalamu alaikum. I'm hoping that they've just tuned in and they are uh, listening out for the show today this morning. Um, it does look like it's a foreign number, so it's nice to hear that I have got some foreign listeners with me this morning. Uh, so, yes, I am talking about children accessing explicit content um, uh, and images and how we as parents can protect our children and address this concern. Um, so yes, I'm making them aware of inappropriate and appropriate content because you'd be surprised as what children actually don't know um, or what they don't deem as explicit content. So have these open conversations and clear any misunderstandings. Um, encourage them to ask questions and seek guidance from the perspective of our faith, inlining it with our faith and our belief. And this is, uh, this is the only way our children will understand the principles of our faith and actually be able to put it into practice. So it's really important that we have these conversations with our children and we give them that ground as well. And also just to clear any misunderstandings, which is really important because often you think, oh yes, my child will know that. But actually when you speak to them, you'd be surprised as to how much, I mean, I've, I've been in that situation where I've spoken to my children about things and they've, they've, turned a blind eye saying oh I didn't know that and and I, I'm, I'm shocked because I thought it was natural it was you know instinct they would know this but they don't if you don't teach it they won't know it um and the other thing I said at the very beginning of the show is technology is fast growing it's continuously changing there is things that are accessible and things that technology can do now that it didn't do 20 years ago so our time of growing up with technology is very different. So it's very, very important that we educate ourselves and we stay informed about the latest apps, websites, social media platforms, who's the most looked at YouTuber, what's, what are they um, advocating, what are they preaching, what are they telling people, what are children following. It's so important that we stay in touch with um, the constant change in this technology and what's going on in the world as well. You know, uh, to understand the potential risk and dangers, we need to know what's going on in each of these platforms. Um, and one of the things I found when I was doing my research, a recent YouTuber highlighted was how perpetrators use iconic cartoon characters. Now, this is this is a bit alarming, but perpetrators will edit um, cartoons and it's very easy to do now where you can take genuine cartoon characters out and clip them into a video of your own and make them do inappropriate things and this is what's happened and he said there's over a hundred thousand inappropriate content and images of simple cartoons that your young child will be watching and it's very easy to access that because you would just need to type the name of that cartoon and it will come up in that feed. So you have to be really careful what your children are accessing because what we may think is just a normal cartoon and it's a normal cartoon character and it's just a series or an episode of something actually may be far worse. So we do need to, you know, cipher through these and look through, sift through them and see what, what it is that our children are watching, what it is that, that the content is. Um, and this has happened on several occasions. We've had um, famous cartoon songs uh, where, you know, um, and then it, they've twisted it and turned it and turned it into inappropriate content. And uh, you would think it's just a genuine song and they're just making a mockery out of it. But actually, if you listen to it, 
it's all inappropriate content and the the words in the song the song content is all inappropriate so it's very important that we while we think that our children are being desensitized and it's just a joke or it's nothing serious or they're being light-hearted or it's just something minor it's actually instilling the wrong information to our children so we as parents need to make sure we are looking through and i know it's it's quite scary because we have to be on top of everything all the time but just be aware of especially these iconic cartoon characters um because i was shocked to hear that there was over 100,000 over on youtube available where it was all inappropriate and it's inappropriate content and it's inappropriate actions where uh, some of the characters are injecting themselves or having suicidal thoughts so you don't really want your children to be thinking along those lines and what we think we're protecting them from these cartoon characters are making it desensitized and the norm and so we have to really step up and make sure that this kind of information is not being conveyed to our children set rules and boundaries um set clear guidelines for screen time and internet usage um it's very very important I'm very strict. I've been told I'm the strict parent in my house. I don't let my children go on technology, um, especially in the weekdays when they have school. Um, they, If they do something well at school or if they've achieved something, I'll let them have it. But we have parental controls over these. Um, you can instill filters on devices um, and ensure that they are age-appropriate as well. So you can, if you um, if your child has a mobile phone, you know, I'm I'm really strict with mobile phones. I, they have to have it, and they have to have it when they're over the age of 13. Um, but you can actually set um, on the settings that this this um, is a 13 year old's phone, phone, and so only age appropriate content will appear. Now, even with this, there's contradictions because some of these. Um, things that we think is age appropriate so you think you'll put in 13 and some films that say that they're um, suitable for children from 12 onwards i've sat through a 12 film and i've looked at some of the content and i don't agree with it and i as a mum wouldn't want my child to be exposed to or know about some of the things so do double check again because what is the general consensus of an age-appropriate rating may not feel right for you and for your child. So it's important that we check through this and make sure that the content our child is accessing is something we are comfortable with and we deem it as age-appropriate, not what the general um, ratings are, because um, it's not always in line with our thinking so again as parents we have to be on top of this and make sure there's there's probably too much violence there's too much um uh sexual scenes in this so we just have to make sure we are setting those boundaries and and making sure that they are accessing things that we feel is age appropriate monitor online activities um regularly check your children's internet usage and implement parent controls uh, and filters as i said to block explicit content now you can there is a um a certain apps you can get where you can i think if you pay for certain devices you can get um blocking up the pop-up adverts that come on um certain things and this will then um, minimize the access to this explicit content um we have to be careful because there are some cartoony games and I know there's a very famous game that's out there which a lot of children are accessing. But this game is accessible across the whole world wide web and um, anyone can access it. An adult can lie about their age, assume that they're a child and go on and uh, access these games and, and try and speak with your child or contact your child so it's it's important that we explain to our children that as soon as anyone tries to private message them or message them or is sending nice messages this thing needs to be alarm bells and you know they need to speak to you immediately as parents this you need to be notified of this immediately so that you can handle the situation appropriately um 
teach critical thinking skills, help your child develop the ability to critically evaluate online content. Now, this is uh, just off the last point that I mean, we need to teach them the authenticity and reliability of information they come across. Is this genuine? Is this appropriate? Is this is this real? Has it come from a certified website or, you know, we need to educate them and we need them to think. Um, what I'm worried about that's happening nowadays is um, a lot of things are being desensitized where we don't know and we just think, oh, yep, that's that, that. And robotically, people are just doing things but not actually knowing what they're ticking off or what they're seeing or what they're viewing. And that's all going in our heads. And it's state this information and images and things stay in our head. And it does have detrimental effects on the mind. So it's really important that we teach them to um, double check everything and uh, look at what's acceptable, unacceptable. Um, is this an edit? Is this, you know, uh, something that's genuine? Sometimes we you know, have video clips and we think it's funny, but actually if you listen to what they're saying, is it appropriate? Is it something that we agree with? Is it in line with our Islamic values? You know, we have to we have to think and listen and we have to be present in the moment because I think what's happening is we're often watching something and we're not there. We're not really watching it and our mind is somewhere else, but our eyes are fixated on the telly or on the screen. And uh this is this is worrying. So we have to teach them to be present in the moment, aware of what they're accessing, aware of what they're listening to, uh, aware of what they're, what's being shared and said, you know, all of this. So it's all about having the critical thinking skills and being on the ball, <laughs> essentially, and awake about these things and understanding the difference between genuine and ungenuine content. Even as adults, we make these mistakes. We we can sometimes, you know, come across someone shared a piece of news with us about this happening. And before you know it, it's been shared a hundred thousand times, liked a hundred thousand times. And actually that was false news. It wasn't genuine. That whole video clip was um, a mock. It wasn't a, a real genuine clip on anything. So, you know, we, we have to make sure we have to think before we do things. And I think if we can practice that and emphasize it with our children, from a young age it's something that will be instilled with them and so when they are our age they'll be able to differentiate and and know that okay this is not appropriate this is not right i don't i don't know the genuineness of this i'm just going to ignore it they'll be able to make better choices um you can get uh, filtering and monitoring tools um, on your devices. So these can, as I said earlier, help block, restrict the access. Now, um, it's very important that we um, look out for these um, filtering and monitoring tools uh, and, and understanding how we can block these um, pop-up messages and everything because uh, once you've installed them, it... Um, it will change the way your computer works and everything. So we need to make sure that it's done uh, using the right technology and you've got experts coming out and doing these things. Don't go for what you think might be right. So look out for the genuine ones there as well. Uh, foster a strong connection with Allah SWT. Now, this is something that we as adults are, are continuously working on. I know I'm working on this Um uh, as an adult, as a mum, uh, uh, you know, as a grown-up, I'm still fostering a strong connection with Allah. Um, I'm trying my best to um, realign, reorientate my thoughts and everything, my thinking and making my day go with Allah in mind. So if we can practice this ourselves and we teach this to our children, this, the strengthening, the connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and understanding the significance of a pure heart and pure mind can help them uh, be protected from the temptation of viewing or, or accessing this explicit content. Um, we try and reinforce, reinforce this in our home by educating our children about the inappropriate uh, images and the impact this leaves in our head now um 
like uh simple things like you can see uh, a naked body where you have to name the parts of the body now if you are seeing a cartoon image of a naked body where you are naming parts of the body or you're looking at the body often these images can stay in your head and they can have distorted images in in the head and it can play on a child's um psychological mind and so it's very important that we are allowing them to understand the importance of seeing appropriate images uh, because in a nutshell uh, it's a corruption of innocent minds when you see these images or when your child sees these images they are going to replay in your mind all the time so we need to try and uh, remind our children that seeing these things you might think it's nothing but you might be trying to focus on reading a book but those images keep coming up in your head our minds work like a photographic memory what where and especially if you see images they stay in your head forever i know as an adult i'm an adult and if i see anything inappropriate if a video shared that's traumatic um or too much graphic or too much violence it plays on my mind for days and i hate it and i've stopped now if i get any video shared i don't often open up anything because i'm i know what my mind's like i know that if i see something that's emotional or if i see something that's violent it will stay in my head and it will just keep playing in my head when i'm trying to focus on other things so i don't want to corrupt my mind so i think this is how we need to teach it to our children as well that you don't want to corrupt your mind you want to keep your mind and your heart pure and um so this is this is the emphasis we should be reinforcing the concept of keeping the heart and mind pure in that point there encourage healthy alternatives now this is um we want our children to have a positive outlook to exercise their energy and curiosity so encourage them to engage in sports um have hobbies spend time with the family and friends We're living in a world where technology is is in everything so you go to the supermarkets we are no longer talking to cash assistants we are talking to a screen we are navigating our shopping through a screen we are no longer having people um uh do our shopping online for us it's all done through a system so technology and the non communication with humans is forever increasing so we need to try and find that balance and tell our children that look you need to have healthy alternatives the world is full of humans and technology is turning us away from communicating with humans so we need to make sure that we are having those family times those family moments bring out the board games get out the board games um my favorite one is scrabble um i'm told that i cheat because i i i use a lot of the words in foreign languages but i've discovered a lot of words in french uh playing scrabble and it's it's great but yeah get out a board game and play that with your children and um have that time with them where they are not thinking about technology or they're not wanting to play a game online you know go back to the traditional way of playing games where it was all on board games and it was building lego and it was making bricks you know um i miss those days so i do try and have moments where i think okay the cleaning can wait the cooking can wait dinner can be delayed let's just take this time out and play with them and we have to do that we have to do that as mums we have to just say it doesn't matter if they're going to bed 10 minutes later if it means that they're not in front of the telly or they're not playing a game or they're not bickering and you've taken that time out to have a family game then it's it's worth it I think their 10 minutes or half an hour or an hour late to bed is worth it because you've taken that time out to spend some quality time with your children. And the last point I have here is seek support from Islamic scholars and imams. So as a parent I find that if I do find something uh challenging a bit difficult to explain to my child especially when I want to uh instill the islamic values and practice into it I have uh, reached out to local scholars and imams and asked them for guidance on 
how could how can I explain this to a child? How do I um, make my child understand this or have this better connection with this? And uh, Alhamdulillah, they've been able to help. So I think um, we need to demystify in our own heads this um, illusion of, you know, mosques and uh, uh, imams being... Um, strict and you know it not being a place where you can go and ask these questions uh you'd be surprised how much the scholars have had to educate themselves and update themselves as well because we are as i said in a forever changing world so scholars have moved away from traditional studies and have had to educate themselves of the problems that we are having in current times because these problems that we are facing were not problems that were faced in the time of the Prophet So everything is different. So scholars and imams have had to educate themselves and they've had to expose themselves to these issues so that they can um, help parents, you know, guide their children onto the righteous path. So we should reach out to them if we need this further guidance. And we should also help instill a healthy relationship with mosques and our children. A lot of the mosques in the town now are running a lot of workshops where they are um, asking young children to come and uh, learn about simple um, pick of classes on on Islam and uh, the teachings of Islam. And we should encourage our children to go. We should encourage our children to have this relationship with the the mosque and not be afraid to listen into what the imam has to share. Uh, I know some of the mosques are also running sports clubs, um, exercise classes, uh, open to women. Again, we should we should be encouraging our young girls to go and take part in these classes. Now, listeners, I hope these tips have been of benefit to you all tuned in this morning. It's a forever growing aspect of the digital world and there'll never actually be a cure against it. It's always um, us educating ourselves and then teaching our children this through Islamic values and providing them a strong foundation. You know, um, we by doing this, uh, it may help na- them navigate the challenges that they'll fall, f- face uh, through the digital in the digital world. So I'm hoping that my top tips that I've shared around um, trying to navigate the challenges of this digital world has been of benefit, inshallah. And uh, I guess it's a continuous circle. Now, my quote for today, coming together is a beginning, keeping together is a progress, working together is success. Juma Barak and Assalamu Alaikum, wishing you all a blessed Friday. Assalamu Alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at Inspire FM Luton.